0: Welcome to the Fundamental Entrepreneur podcast, where entrepreneurs can come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. Welcome to another episode of the Fundamental Entrepreneur, where we love to enlighten you and help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Today, we are doing a This Is Their Story segment, which is one of our favorite segments to do. It's really where we highlight you as the entrepreneur and your story. We celebrate your successes, and we celebrate the challenges that you have come through and continue to thrive and learn from. So today, we are going to have a fun conversation. We are joined by Pam Friedlander. She is a positive image consultant. She has been a businesswoman and entrepreneur for 30 years before she actually founded Positive Reflections back in 2006. And we are going to dive into her story, ask her a lot of questions. And I think it's a fun topic. I know, I think, Pam, you cater to women mostly, but I think this topic really fits for both women and men. Yes, it does. Yeah. So so before we get started, Pam, welcome to the podcast. We are glad you're here.
1: I am so glad I'm here as well. This is going to be a lot
0: of fun. It is. Yes. I love it. So let's dive into this. Um, as an image consultant, I love this because how often, you know, as I thought about this, how often do we as entrepreneurs like we're focused on everything, right? We're focused on doing all the things. We're focused on everything else. That of so many instances. Not only our image, but we just don't think about our own self, whether it's, you know, our health or it's our rest or it's our relationships or it's our image. And really, our image boils down. I'm sure you're going to tell us all about this, but to me, our (laughs) image really boils down to our business, our who we are and the image that we portray, right, out in the space of business. So. Why don't you, Pam, kind of give us a little bit of background. Tell us um, you know, about you a little bit, where you're from, what you love to do, and what you really got you in to image consulting.
1: Well, I have been in image consulting now s- since 2006. And it has been a wonderful ride. What got me into it was totally personal. I went on another diet. I've been on diets my whole life, but I had lost 65 pounds. Felt incredible for the first time. Kept the weight off for the first time. And I was working with some people in my weight group just looking for clothing that would help her, a particular woman in the group, help her find something for a wedding. Well, I did. I helped her find this wonderful outfit for her wedding. And we continued to go on to lunch that afternoon. And the woman that that I went to lunch with said, you know, I'm going on a blind date. Can you help me put together an outfit for this blind date? Well, I did. Now, I always say this. It's easy to go into your sister's closet, your very best friend's closet, but going into an acquaintance's closet is not easy. And I never, I never considered myself an image consultant at the time, but she was extremely happy. We put together a wonderful outfit, and she's a writer, and she was um, she wrote a book for the New York Times. That you know they they were extremely happy with her book, and she was. Um, recently divorced and she said you have to go into business well that promoted me to say okay let me do this i am going to get into a wonderful business i went to an entrepreneurs meeting that she was a, a, a um, an outgoing president of and from there everyone the women i like to tell you that women are always there to help and that's when my, that was my very first experience with women helping women. And we were sitting around a table and they said, what would you like to call your business? I said, I don't know yet. But I asked my, my trainer the next day, what would you like to call your business? And my trainer said to me, well, you know, you exercise a lot. And I said, well, I want women to feel as good as they, I feel when I look in the mirror. And we called it Positive Reflections. I
0: love that. From that
1: day on, I, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurial and we're talking about getting a business going. And I'm going back to 2005, trying to come up with a name, trying to come up with a business and um, a website. I didn't even know what a website was in those days. My son told me, you have to have a website, okay? And I got a website from the women that were in my weight group. I made sure that my card depicted how I felt. And that's, you know, and and that's, you know, your branding. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was branding at the time, but I was branding myself as a woman who feels positive. And the card had to have a mirror. It cost a lot of money, but I did put a, a mirror on my card. Everyone knows my card now. that It has to have a mirror, whether it's changed over the years, whether the logo has changed to make it more updated, the mirror stays.
0: I love that. No, that's so great. And I love that you, you can embrace that. And you had a group of people that really built you up and helped you to be able to succeed and set up your business. And I think... That's such a powerful thing I think that a lot of times we don't think about. And you know as we hear the stories, it's really those people that surround themselves with the people that can lift them up and help them that really do find great success and in their journey. And so that is that is wonderful that you had that support system around you.
1: It was a good feeling. Um, and to to go ahead with that, being having support system is not enough. I, I had to network, I had to come up with all kinds of reasons, how am I going to get people to know what, who I am and what I do. I had to join organizations, professional organizations, Association of Image Consultants. I went to conventions, I met women, you know, professional women that do exactly what I do all over the country, all over the world and um, I I promoted my business in that way. I perfected my, what I know I can do, what I thought came naturally, but then there's of course professionalism involved.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, So back in 2006, when you started, Did you find that you had to do a lot of these networking, this networking in person, or were you able to find some great spaces online and virtually to also join? No.
1: Networking in person, I think today, if you're going to ask me that same question, if I was starting, it would be a totally different world. But I pounded the pavement. I looked for every networking event that I could possibly go to. I went to Everything I spoke at everything. I wanted people to get to know me and what I can do. And um, I went to boutiques and talked there. I went to networking events. Um, I learned that you have to listen. You can't just be at a networking event and give just give out your card. You have to look your best. You have to present yourself as an image consultant ask for help and tell them you can help them. And, and that's ex- what I did. And I continued. Well, not right now because of COVID, a lot of networking programs have stopped, but there are a lot of um, networking online groups that I can I'm part of.
0: Wonderful. And so, so there's probably, there's a big difference, right? Between networking in person and networking in online, or do you find that there's a difference there? And what does that look like?
1: Networking online, you have to, you want to start a meeting, you want to have a Zoom, you want to invite somebody, you have to decide when you're going to get on the phone and talk, what's a, what's a good time to get together? networking in person you have 100 people 10 people 50 people and you go to the meeting and you could meet as many people as you want i'm old-fashioned i'm also older and so i like i do personally like in-person networking but now has that times have changed my business is more virtual um but we'll go into my business in a little bit how i do it (laughs)
0: Yes, absolutely. So no, I love that, you know, even though you recognize that you're older, that you still have embraced really those um, pivoting points and transitioning um, into the online space. So I give you kudos for that. That's great. That's that's really what it's about, right, is being um, open. And even though it's kind of scary, it's new, but being open to those new ideas and adjusting and pivoting where needed. Exactly. Yeah, I think that, and, and you know that like we hear that from a lot of people right now, right, is, you know, especially with COVID and the changing economy, and it's so critical to be able to adapt. And that's one of the things, you know, that Darren and I talk a lot about is being able to adapt in your business um, moving and, forward.
1: And I think that adapting is number one if you want to keep going, and I love what I do, and I certainly know that I have become adaptable to not necessarily working in my business one-on-one. I ha- I can't; it, it, it's not possible anymore. People, my business started. If you know, if you'd like me to tell you, my business started as an image consultant, going into a closet, an individual woman's closet. Spending three hours in the closet really showing her how she could look her best, get rid of all the frumpy clothing, all the pieces that don't fit, giving her, and I always this is just my tagline, giving her permission to get rid of things. You don't have your own permission when you're all by yourself, but when you have somebody there saying that is disgusting, what that and and when I say disgusting, I say it with a smile and I never insult. It's a balance. People have to realize that if I say that doesn't look good on you, it's not because I'm being mean. It's because I'm trying to help. Or when I'm going into a store, my first—I walk up, go up the escalator. My first rule has always been: I don't. If I love it, you're going to wear it. It's your confidence. You're walking out the door. You're looking in the mirror. If I love it, it's not enough, you have to love it as well. And if there's something that I want you to get rid of and you don't want to, that's okay. But I do find memories in the closet. I do find treasures that they might have wanted to get rid of and I say no. Because the treasure can be something very vintage and lovely that is worth saving. So it's it's a balance.
0: Interesting. So, so I'm curious as you've kind of transitioned from the, in the closet to a virtual and, you know, through the COVID pandemic, have you noticed any change in, um, the desires of people to want to up-level their image or is it remained, is it remained consistent for you?
1: Well, there's a couple of, uh, it's not consistent. Um, what I've noticed, people will say, I have no, where have I been going? What have I been doing? I don't get dressed anymore. I haven't worn high heels for a, year, for a couple of years. So comfort shoes, if you have, if uh, I'm going off balance here or off tack right now, I'm telling you this, but if you go to a shoe store, you will not find a variety of very dressy shoes. You will mostly find sneakers and casual everyday shoes. That's the majority. And then there's a small amount, minority of dressy shoes that women would normally wear to work, a beautiful high heel. So there's a big difference in what you find out there in the, in the stores because I've been going to the stores recently to just see what I can suggest to my clients when I'm working with them online. Also, the clients feel that they, I find that I'm doing a lot of work with people that are going to date again. Dating companies call me, women that are, women and men that are in the market to go on dates again. And before, they weren't because of covid now it's moving out it's moving out but they want to feel fresh they mm-hmm. want to feel put and and what i feel like i need to tell them always is you need to be put together and polished and a man i would mostly don't use the word put together but i use the word polished because men um unless they're in the business world every single day they know that their shirt needs to be ironed and their slacks need to be ironed but if they haven't been and they've been home or they work for themselves um, and they're dating again I really suggest a fresh polished look
0: now oh, that's great advice you know and one thing I've noticed you mentioned kind of you know going to the stores and seeing what's there and be able to make recommendations is one thing I've noticed is I've tried to go out and do some shopping and up level my wardrobe there is nothing in the stores. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find good business clothing in mm-hmm. the stores. I'm sure that's very similar to the high hills, right? And so I'm curious on what your recommendations and what your thoughts are around how do you find the right boutiques, the right online stores to find the clothing that fits your style. As you know, if somebody's listening and wants to be able to do that, how do they go out and find? the right stores to shop at it's more than
1: the store it's the brand so that's what they hire that's why i, I virtual works so well because i know what works for a woman of a particular size or height or shape i know many 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 brands and i'm working with the average woman i'm i'm not i'm not in hollywood working with fashionistas that are spending $1,000 on pair of shoes or $2,000 on a beautiful dress. I'm working with an average woman who wants to look beautiful and have a really good lifestyle and really feel good in her work environment, in her lifestyle, as well as her everyday dating environment, We're going just to meet family and friends. So my job is to know what's out there and I'm always looking on the internet. So if I'm, if I'm working with a woman, just to give you an example, and she's a businesswoman, she's an executive, um, and she happens to be a size 12 or 14, immediately, and she does have a decent budget,
0: okay.
1: I immediately know where I'm going to look just as if I had her and I was holding her hand and we were going to the mall in Westchester, New York, or we were going to the mall in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, I, know, I know where to take this person for in a store, and I know where to look if I'm trying to help them and send them links to, I think this is a good jumpsuit for you, or I think this blouse is a perfect look for you, for work, and I do the same thing with men. You know, um, Nordstroms has a wonderful men's department, and if I if I'm virtual with a man, I'm going to send him straight to Nordstroms. I've talked to a lot of men, and there's there's a, a company there's a company called Untuck It for men, and they have all different sizes. And when I look at some of the men on, they send me pictures of themselves and the shirt is so long and they look unkept. I say, I want you to go and look for, oh, I know I heard of that store and I'm going to go over there. And they went and they got some shirts that are properly fitted and short enough or long enough for their body type.
0: Love that and all that. It's so important then you make a good point that, I mean, your job is to know where to go, right? So I think that actually in today's marketplace is a very valuable skill that you offer because I think it is hard to go and find the right places and be able to match, um, you know, the particular individual. So I definitely.
1: Well,
0: I'm sorry, as well as looking
1: for a specific gown for the mother of the bride. I had I, I did have a client and I I really encouraged her not to keep a dress that she bought as a mother of the groom because I felt she could look a hundred percent better and I knew where to go and she did find it was all virtual. I never met her personally, and she sent me a picture and she looked just what my vision was for her elegant, sophisticated, mother of the groom, not too pretty, not too charmingly feminine. I wanted her to be elegant and sophisticated. There's a there's a specific image that we all have to project at different occasions in our lives.
0: Okay. So you're saying it's not just one image all the time. You're saying it actually shifts depending on the circumstances and the situation and the place of where you're at. Yes. And each individual woman can
1: have different style Style personalities. We all have a style personality. And that's what I help a woman find. Your style is totally different than mine. And your style to go to a friend's house for a barbecue is totally different than your style to go to work.
0: Yes, absolutely. No, that's great. So, okay. So you help them figure out what that personality is and then help them kind of dress to that personality. Yes. So, so my next question would be then as a follow-up. If if somebody didn't know about image consulting, is it something that they can figure out on their own or are they just kind of shooting in the dark, putting things together never quite figuring it out until they find someone like you? I like, that's why I've been in business. Um, I, have,
1: I have people that will say to me, I don't understand how women can't. But I said, that's why I'm here because there's women and men who hate to shop, who don't understand how to put something together. The frustration of it is overwhelming. And the question was, how do people find, how do people decide that they need somebody like me? It's almost like if you, most people feel that an image consultant is somebody for the rich and famous, um, and that's not true. Uh, the average the average person can hire someone to possibly design, uh, you know, their kitchen, or or to um, give them a massage, or to have their nails done. That same that same luxury can happen with an image consultant and we take them step by step piece by piece and i hold women's hands and men and give show them videos not videos actual videos but images of what they could look like ideas of what they could look like links of what they of what clothing is out there and when i'm in a store when i'm physically in a store with women <laughs> It's like if you've heard that you've seen the movie Pretty Woman. That's what I do. I'm in the store getting all the clothes together way before I see them. And then when I see them, the clothes are in the store and they have an array of beautiful things. And then I'm showing them what can look, how to put it together. And once you know how to put it together, You learn and I'm your teacher and it becomes easier. It becomes easier because I'm showing you how to deal with the accessories. I'm teaching you what shoes to work with particular items. Um, And the stress, it's a a totally stress-free feeling. Um, The other day I was doing um, a virtual consultation. And she was very happy. She said, uh, you know, she felt like she found things that she would have not thought about doing. And that's exactly what I'm here to do. Let you open up your head. If you feel that you have always dressed very sexy, very feminine, but I feel, okay, you you know, you're now 57 going on 60. I think it's time to make your your skirt just a little bit longer. And there are women that want to wear clothes a little too short. And it doesn't, I always, I feel that the body tells you what is best for your particular desire in your particular style and clothing. It's not necessarily your age. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's a combination. So many people say, I wanna just age, age appropriate. Well, what is age appropriate? You know, age appropriate, it could be a, a, an individual woman that is the same age, then they two, both women have totally different body types. Well, there's one age appropriate for the woman, for, the, 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 for each of these women. And that's what I have to do to make them look updated, to help them look as beautiful as they can, as well as work within their body type and their
0: age. Wonderful. Oh, so fun. Mm-hmm. I, I got to imagine you probably love what you do and probably find a lot I of- do. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Love it. Still do. That's great. No, and I, I mean, that's what keeps you going, right? Is loving what you do. So, tell me this, Pam, um, what, what, do you, what do you consider inspiring about your journey that our audience can learn from and that you learned from?
1: Well, to be very honest, I'm a people person. I've always have been. I was in real estate. I was in social services and I'm an image consultant, that's my past and this is my future present. Computers and um, digital work has not, and marketing is something that I do not love. And therefore, over the years, I have had assistance. I have reached out to my uh, website um, people, and my website people have been incredibly helpful. Um, Facebook is incredibly important, but I get I will personally get, get a little bit stressed if it doesn't if I did if I press the wrong button and Facebook didn't get it right. I need someone there. To make sure that it's done right, and I could just take a deep breath, and people can say, "I love what you pr- printed on Facebook. I love your newsletter. I put it together, but I don't do the, I don't do the technological work." I so the so for me, if I'm not techno, I, I technology is not something that I do not adore. I've always reached out. To make my business grow and get the help I needed.
0: And that's always that's always a point where it's important to recognize, right? what we're not good at or what we don't want to do, and find those people to partner with that give you the confidence that it can be done the way you want it to be done. Um, but and I think that's always a good point as well, because we don't always want to spend our time doing all the things that we don't love or that we're not good at, so that we can focus on the things that we really do love, right? So I think that's a great that you recognize that in yourself from the very beginning, and was able to go out and still make that work and find the right people that could do that for you.
1: However, as we said at the beginning, you have to move on with the times and keep changing, like I do with my virtual work, and Zoom, and FaceTime. But there comes a point where I always felt in my business that I needed that extra um, assistant, and it was very helpful, and it continue it continues to be. I think anyone that's in business, whether it's mark, if you do not love the marketing and you need someone and you can afford it to help you plan your marketing strategy, that's incredibly important. You can't do it all yourself,
0: right? Yeah, and if you try to do it all yourself, you don't do as good on what you really are trying to to deliver to your clients. So good point. So what advice would you give to our audience to help them be more successful in their journeys?
1: I would I would say that not to give up, to keep finding another avenue that uh, within your business. Uh, so if one thing is not working, let's try something else within within the framework of your business. Um, I definitely believe in, in the networking. Um, I think that, you know, that's extremely valuable. I don't, I think if you don't network, if you're just out there by yourself um, or you're just doing advertising, the advertising, is not necessarily the thing that makes the an entrepreneur strong. It's the in involvement, one on one involvement, um, personal involvement, and today, virtual involvement.
0: And so when you say involvement, are you meaning um, involvement in the process or involvement with the client?
1: Involvement in the process. So if you put an ad in Facebook, that's not involvement. If I, and I've been there, done that. I, if I, I, I spent quite a bit of money over the years. I put an ad in Facebook and you work to put a nice ad together, but that's not involvement. I put in, I Google ads. That's not involvement of, of your own. It's, I went out there and I spoke to the groups. I taught people met me. I uh, and that's how I got my business. Whether it was five people or two or none, but eventually, eventually, people say, "I remember seeing you."
0: You have to be seen. You yeah, have and that's to be the key, seen. right? The involvement yeah. is basically putting your face out there to be able to meet the people and and get your word out. Right, and uh, and uh, I'm thrilled to be able to
1: do this with you. Because, you know, since 2006, um, uh, and now virtual and Zoom um, and, you know, speaking engagements are are not as much as what we're doing today. Right. Um, So that's what I would definitely suggest.
0: I think that's great advice. Thank you. So our audience is always interested, of course. We like to always talk about the good, but... I think it's important to talk about the challenges as well. And so we always ask, what is the biggest challenge that you have had to overcome in your business? And you know, how did you how did you navigate it? And what was the outcome?
1: <laughs> Writing. Newsletters. You know, if you're an individual entrepreneur, again, getting out there, letting people know who you are. Newsletters. At one point, were a big thing. People read them, people didn't. But you have, as far as when you think about marketing, that's all in the in in the umbrella of marketing. You have to market yourself. Marketing is has not been a strong point. Like I said from the beginning, working with people, being one on one, knowing my business, knowing my brands, being honest with my clients. Holding their hand—that's my strong point. Marketing, um, writing—I do a good job when I do it, but I don't love it. And so you still have to do it. So if I was—I—I I have, like I said, I've always had mm-hmm. someone work with me on my website and on my newsletters. I put it together, and then the technological of getting it into a blog or out on Facebook. I let the other people do the technological part of it. The writing part of it, the putting together the photos, the pictures. I do that. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work. And I I angst over it. But I do it. And it always comes out great. And um, I'm proud of it. But I don't enjoy it. (laughs) And so... I think the question was, "How do you overcome it?" You just do it. You just do what you just don't like to do. I it's the best, the best part of what I could say. I mean, there are many, many businesses out there that have, that are not what I do, and um, I'm sure that there are things that people hate to do um, that they can that they can hire someone to do it for them, but then again. Hiring the right person, trusting that person, relying on that person, um, and overcoming your own, you know, your own drawback is, is I think, the, the, a valuable lesson. Understanding what you can't do, because if I, if I didn't, if I don't think I'd be doing this as long as I've been doing it, if I didn't understand that I had to reach out to people.
0: Absolutely. Great advice. Thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So our time is coming um, to an end here, but before we leave, um, Pam, I want to make sure that everybody that is interested in connecting with you and really up-leveling their own image knows how to contact you and where they can find you at.
1: Okay. So my name is Pam Friedlander. I'm a wardrobe and image consultant. My business is Positive Reflections, reflections www.posreflections.com. And you can reach me at 203-733-9328. And as uh, we spoke about, I work with men and women. I work virtually. I work one-on-one if you happen to live in Connecticut or in in Florida. And um, if you're dating, if you are a woman or man in transition, what I mean by transition is weight gain, weight loss, widow, widower, getting new to the dating world, getting a new job, um, just moving on in your career and also age. And that's what I mean by transition. And that's how I've helped people move away from where they were to where they want to be in their own personal image.
0: Wonderful. I'm excited to go check out your website and learn more about what you do, Pam. Um, just to clarify, like who is like the perfect ideal client for you?
1: The perfect ideal client is a woman. Or a man, probably 45 to 80. <laughs> and I am serious, who is in, uh, a, a, in a transition of their lives, who needs help figuring out how to be confident walking out the door, how to feel updated how to get away from feeling older, how to get away from feeling frumpy, um, how to feel, just wanting to feel good about themselves. And that's that's been my business. It's not one particular age group, or one particular business group. Um, I work with people that are executives, as well as uh, as well as ma- moms that are home taking care of their children.
0: Wonderful. That's, that's great. I'm, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people that you can help and I'm sure you do help. So uh, Pam, I thank you for being on the podcast today. We're so great to hear your story. Um, and this keep- has been a lot of fun. Yes. And, and um, yeah, so if you haven't um, had a chance yet to go out and Check out Pam. Make sure you go to her website, The Positive Reflections, and see how she can help you uplevel your image. As we wrap up this episode, my biggest takeaways from Pam today was it's really never too late to pivot. And I know we've talked about adaptability before, but really embracing what you love to do and what you're good at doing and and taking the feedback from those around you that can see your strengths and see how much you'd love to do something and really encouraging the support system that she had around her to encourage her to start this last business and and the longevity of it and how much she's enjoyed it and well into her her age and I think, I love to see the passion and the enthusiasm that she has for what she's doing and for helping um, others feel good about themselves and the clothes and the the image that they have of themselves. And I love that her mission is to help others, you know, uplevel their image, feel good in front of the camera, in front of an audience and whatever they're doing so that they can have the confidence in their business to go out and be the amazing people that they are. So we're grateful that Pam could join us and for her great wisdom today. And we hope that you took something away from our conversation with Pam. And we wish you all the success possible in your entrepreneurial journey. Make sure to give us some feedback. What did you learn from Pam? Let us know in the comments. And also rate us and like us and give us your love to help us keep going and in, in producing these, these episodes for you. We love bringing them to you. We love having these conversations with people just like you and hope to hear from you soon. Until then, we wish you all the success possible.